mum for others. My name is John Ray, I am a New Zealander, as were my parents before me and one pair of grandparents. I entered the Society of Mary 61 years ago. Society of Mary, that's the Marist Fathers and Brothers. I have been ordained a priest for 55 years. All through these 55 years there have been other priests who have inspired me. In my earliest years they were elderly priests, men who had borne the burdens and the heats. One of them was named Alex. I summarise his life with two words, true grit. He was a chaplain in the First World War for a mounted regiment somewhere in the western desert. The horse he was on hit a pothole of some sort and he was sent tumbling to the ground and walked with a limp for the rest of his life. True grit, he was a keen musician, but he had a stroke and could no longer play the violin, so he took up the guitar. He had another stroke, could no longer play the guitar, so he took to a recorder. Nothing would stop him in his love for music. Father Joe was another man, and what I remember best about him in my early years of priesthood was his wonderful sense of humour. He was ordained somewhere in the first decade of the 20th century and was appointed to a rural parish. In those days, there was no licences required for motor cars in New Zealand, so his parish priest gave him one lesson on how to drive a car and then the following day sent him out into the country to say Mass. He tells the story of how he was approaching a bridge. There were three sheepdogs crossing this bridge and he couldn't find the brake on the car so he aimed for the dog in the middle. He sent it flying. He managed to stop the, uh, the car when he got to the other side of the bridge and went up to the shepherds and apologised for hitting his sheepdog. All the shepherds said in reply was, the beggar deserved it. Father John O'Connor is another man from that same era. I met him when he was quite elderly. We were in the same parish, both assistants there. It was an inner city parish and he spent nearly all day in the confessional. He was like a latter-day curé of ours. When eventually he was admitted to hospital for the last time, he said to those who visited him, I put my hand out to absolve and now there's nobody there to absolve any longer. Later on, uh, in the course of my work, I went to the Pacific Islands on several occasions. I remember my first visit to Fiji for ministry, that was in 1969. I took a small boat to an outer island called Mokengai, which was a leper colony. On that island there was an elderly French priest, Father Lucien Souberon. At that time he was 89 years old. He was an extraordinary man. He suffered from elephantiasis. His legs were swollen up, like the legs of an elephant, you might say, which is the name of the illness, the result of the fever called filaria. He had wonderful stories about early days in the missions. He'd never gone home to France at any stage. I said, why not, Father? He said, well, once I went down to the wharf in Suva, the capital, in order to go back to France, my young brother stepped off the boat and said, Lucien, don't go back, it's changed so much, you won't like it. So I went back to my mission and never went to France, ever. He had wonderful stories about miracles in the islands. He spoke about three particular areas where the faith was particularly strong. Father, he said the faith is strong there because the priests who founded those missions were themselves saints. 
Another priest in Fiji whom I admired greatly was Father Mickey. Father Mickey Bransfield, an Irishman. Every time he went home on leave, he found out what was happening in Europe and brought it back to his island missions. And so he brought marriage encounter to Fiji. He brought other gifts too of that kind to the benefit of his people. I'd like to speak finally about three men who were chaplains in the Second World War. One of them, whose first name is Jess, received the military cross for bravery. Those who knew him well and were there at the time claimed that he should have received the Victoria Cross, but it was anti-Catholicism that prevented him from receiving the highest award. He was attached to a field hospital, and Rommel's panzer divisions were approaching. Tanks were rolling up towards this field hospital. It was feared that they might start shelling the place, thinking that it was a base of some kind. So Father Jess took a flag white flag with a red cross on it and ran out towards the tanks, risking his own life to prevent them from showing the place. Father Leo was another chaplain. At the end of the war, he was in Italy. He was attached to the New Zealand division. He gave his salary to some Italian priests. They had nothing for themselves, nothing for their people, so he gave the whole salary away so they would have some money with which to, to feed themselves and their people. The third of these chaplains was Wilfred, who eventually became my superior. All three of them were big, what I would call big men, big in mind, big in heart, a broadness about them that made them affable and friendly towards all. Wonderful priests. I retain these memories all my days, examples for me to live up to. Amen. 